So what I want to do in these brief moments together with you is bring a word of encouragement and perhaps a word that has some wisdom in it in terms of lessons learnt and some of the thoughts that we're having as we begin to emerge and go forward. Actually, what I want to do is just look at two communities that are displayed in Scripture. And I'm asking the question, if we become like these communities, won't we as churches across new ground begin to be more effective in the mission that God has called us to? So if you have your Bibles with you, I'd love you to turn to Psalm 84. And there we find the psalmist describing a kind of community that I would love to be a part of, that I want us all to be a part of. Let's read from verse 5 of Psalm 84. Blessed are those whose strength is in you, in whose heart are the highways to Zion. As they go through the valley of Baca, they make it a place of springs. The early rain also covers it with pools. And they go from strength to strength. Each one appears before God in Zion. There's a lot here about holding ground. And there's a lot here about taking new ground as well. Just like to bring out quickly four points. The first is this. That comment, that phrase in verse 5. Look at it with me. It says that they found that their strength was in God alone. I wonder if this COVID pandemic has been an opportunity for God to come and endeavor to convince us that we should no longer place our confidence or our strength in our own resources, in our own support systems, in other things to try to get us through life or get us through the week that's to come. As if our strength and our hopes and our dependency on something else can get us through, which we're all learning. We just can't depend upon those things. After all, most of them have been shaken. It's like we've been stripped right back from many of these things that we've depended upon in the past. And there's a reason for that, a positive reason. And that is this, that we might come to the end of ourselves and self-dependency and that we might be a people who understand God alone has all the resources that we need. His presence is all that we need. His power is all that we need. And as we begin to depend upon him, as this community in Psalm 84 found for themselves, then we are able to move forward fully in all the purposes of God. I wonder what God will do through a community who's learnt this lesson, all my strength is in you. What will God do through such a community like that as we move forward? Secondly, I'd like to pick out this phrase, which it says in the same verse, in whose heart are the highways to heaven. That's talking about a people who don't live for the here and now, but they're looking for something in the future. It's talking about a group of people whose hearts are actually placed in eternity. And it's a wonderful reminder to us of the fact that we're not supposed to live in the here and now. This is not, this world is not our home, but we have something beyond. I believe COVID's been a wake-up call, hasn't it, for lots of people who don't yet know Jesus. It's reminded people that 
This world is very temporary. It's reminded people that it doesn't go on forever. It's reminded people that every one of us will die. It's God's grace waking people up to face eternity. But not only for the unbeliever, I believe also for us as believers as well. It's meant to be a wake-up call for us. What do we live for? The Apostle Paul said, you know, for me to live is Christ, to die is gain. If you and I believe that eternal life, death, is to gain something, surely it will change the way we live in the here and now. I'm reminded of this statement in Hebrews chapter 11 about God's people in verse 13. These are wonderful, wonderful words. Hebrews 11:13. These people all died in faith, not having received the things promised, but having seen them and greeted them from afar, and having acknowledged that they were strangers and exiles on the earth. That's what we are meant to be. For people who speak thus make it clear that they are seeking a homeland. If they had been thinking of that land from which they had gone out, they would have had opportunity to return. But as it is, they desire a better country. That is a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he is prepared for them a city. We want God to not be ashamed to be called our God. And he is not ashamed to be called the God of those who have eternity in their hearts. We're not called to settle here in this world. And I do think one of the greatest challenges for the church in the Western world generally has been this particular issue, that we are prone to become living in the here and now, distracted, earthbound, living lives for temporary things that are just passing. Is COVID an opportunity for that to change? I don't know. But I really pray that it will be because without the shadow of eternity over us as a people in a good way, then I'm not sure we will go all the way in terms of what God has for us. Again, what will God do through a people who hold lightly these temporary things because their heart is placed on eternity? Thirdly, it uses this phrase in the following verse, as they go through the valley of Baca, they make it a place of springs. I love this sense of a people on the move. <clears throat> this community described in Psalm 84 are people who are going through something. And because they are going through and always on the move, they get to their destiny. You go through valleys. As the psalmist says, as I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I don't stay there. I'm walking through it. We walk through wildernesses. Seasons don't last forever. You walk through a season into the next season. And this is seen as something positive. Going through valleys and wildernesses in scripture are not seen as something negative. They're seen as something necessary. COVID could have been necessary for all of us. Because there you grow and you learn and you have faith and you trust in a God that you can't always understand why he's doing the things that he does. And as they go through, as these people are on the move, they make a difference to the world around them. Notice this, it says they walk through the valley of Baca. The word Baca means weeping. Well, if there's ever a description of the last 20 months of the kind of valley we've all been walking through as a valley of weeping and loss and mourning, then surely it's been this pandemic we've walked through together. But here's the deal. 
if we will keep moving forward in God's purposes, we increasingly impart life to those around us. It says here, they make it a place of springs and springs in scripture talks about the water that gives people life. It makes a difference in the desert. And so for us as the people of God, if we will keep moving, what happens is we suddenly realize as Christians, we go through the same stuff as everybody else goes through. But there's a reason. And the reason is that we can show people that there is a different way to live. We actually become a blessing to a world around us that's shaken and empty and full of loss and dry and barren and fragile. How? Well, because of the way that we live our lives of the way that we do community together as God's people. These things start to become attractive as we become a people who are sort of the earth and light of the world. I love Isaiah 61 and the description that we become a people anointed by the Spirit, and here's the springs that come out from us to change the valley all around us. We get to bring good news to the poor. We get to heal the brokenhearted. We get to set the captives free. We get to comfort those who mourn. We even are those who bring beauty instead of ashes. This is a great description of our people who are on the move. And fourthly, it says here uh, in the next verse, verse 7, and they go from strength to strength. Each one appears before God in Zion. Love this idea that all the way through your life, you're going from strength to strength until you get to the end. There's no settling. There's no going backwards. God's purpose for all of us is to go from strength to strength. Now, I believe this COVID season is meant to take us from one strength and actually go into another strength altogether. It's strange, isn't it? Because in reality, I think a lot of us think the Christian life begins strong and slowly gets weaker, begins with passion, but then it kind of dries out as the years go by. It begins with enthusiasm and then we kind of get bored and used to the message and samey. That may be people's experiences, but it's not the will of God for our lives. There is a way to go from strength to strength. And I believe it's this. As we put our strength in God, as we have eternity in our hearts, as we keep moving forward in God's purposes and not subtle, we will then go from strength to strength. It's not an age thing. It's not how many years you've even been a Christian. You can, you can be a Christian just for a moment and actually go from strength to weakness but it's God's will that as we emerge from this COVID pandemic, we actually emerge stronger, more robust. We may be scarred, a bit battle wounded, a bit kind of um, affected in some negative ways. But we also emerge re-envisioned, re-empowered and ready to go again. I love what it says in Song of Solomon 8 verse 5, who is this that emerges from the wilderness leaning on her lover? It's a phrase that is worth thinking about. Will we emerge from this COVID pandemic as the church? Who is this? I believe it's talking about the church that comes out of a wilderness, leaning, more dependent, more strengthened than ever before because we're leaning on God. 
Does that describe you? Does that describe your local church? Does it describe us as new ground? Some of us maybe feel, well, we're not there yet at all, but we will be because this is God's will for our lives. During the summer, I took some time out to read through the book of Acts and I decided to read it very slowly and I decided to read it very prayerfully. And I was saying, Lord, please can you show me from the early church, what are some of the hallmarks of a church emerging from this COVID pandemic? What are some of the things that we should look more like than we used to look like? And as I read, I was I was amazed at the remarkable similarities between the New Testament early church community and the community that I've just read to you from Psalm 84. The parallels are remarkable. And just in a few minutes, I just want to remind you of some of these. First of all, these people found their strength within God. Is that true of the early church? And when you read the story of the Acts of the Apostles in the early church, you find a people who are always dependent upon the power of the Holy Spirit. Everywhere they went, they expected believers to be empowered by the Spirit. Everywhere they went, they expected the gospel of Jesus being having died and then being raised from the dead to be accompanied by signs and wonders and miracles. It was their expectation because Jesus was alive and, and so therefore he'd do the same things as he did when he was on earth bodily. The Western church, perhaps more than anywhere else in the world, needs desperately a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit today. You may have been around for some time and experienced things of the Spirit in the past. Praise God. I hope that's been a blessing to you and wonderful, but we're now in a different place. And we need the Holy Spirit no less, but even more. It's time to hunger. It's time to thirst. It's time to ask God to move in your life as an individual, but across your church, your local church, in a fresh way. From the youngest child to the oldest person, a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask, for those who hunger, for those who thirst? This New Testament community knew the power of the Holy Spirit in a way that we should know it too. And then secondly, this phrase, you know, about eternity in their hearts. Yes, again, I found that the early church, one of its hallmarks was they lived under the shadow of eternity. They were shaped by the imminent return of Jesus. Consequently, they lived in the world, but they were not of the world. They made choices, lifestyle, decisions that they made because of eternity being so important. And this led on to them being opposed. The more they went forward, the more they were persecuted and opposed, but they didn't mind because this world's temporary anyway, and they've got a greater weight of glory than all the temporary fleeting suffering that they have to go through right now. It was worth it, the cost of following Jesus. And in Europe, I believe we are facing as a Christian community the possibility of more and more persecution and opposition. It's coming, folks. But maybe through COVID, we've become a little bit more strengthened and more robust. It's not a time to give in and run away. It's a time to make a stand for truth and believe with all our hearts that God will come through. And every time the church is persecuted and opposed, guess what happens? It grows and becomes more effective than ever. This third phrase, they go through the valley. I found this so clearly here in the New Testament as well, through the Acts of the Apostles. 
I found it as I read through it that these people were always on the move. They were an apostolic people. And I discovered this because they were on the move. They were more flexible, more spontaneous, more uh, more risk-taking, less cautious than I am and many of us are today. They were adaptable. They were not settled. They were not passive. There's new ground as a family of churches coming out of COVID. Could it be that we will less settle and become more mobile? Could it be we'll be less safe and predictable and more risk-taking and moving forward? I really pray that that is the future for us. The church emerging from COVID, more streamlined, bit more messy maybe, a bit more kind of we don't know what's going to happen next. It's not all neat and tidy, but a different way of living and moving and even more effectively doing church to reach our community. Final thing I want to say is this, that we see in the Acts of the Apostles a church that goes from strength to strength. They really did proclaim the gospel within a period of 30 years from 120 people locked away, frightened in an upper room to the whole Roman Empire, knowing the impact of people who bowed the knee, not to Caesar, but to Jesus alone. God can do that in our lifetime as well. Amen. Can I just say that um, many of our churches are taking up an offering to support the work of New Ground as we go forward. Some churches are taking up a corporate offering. Some are encouraging individuals to give some are giving online etc i just want to thank you for your generosity that's enabled new ground to keep going through this period of time and now i'd love you to be just as generous again today not just to keep going but to now fuel our mission together that we will plant more churches we will be sending out more apostolic teams we will be training up new leaders making an impact on our communities we're going to finish today by hearing some scripture, again, read by people from different languages. This is a wonderful scripture, Ephesians chapter 1, verses 1 to 14. And it's basically a scripture that strengthens us. If you want to go from strength to strength, then I want to encourage you, live in the word of God. And as these words are spoken over us today, absorb them, let them become your experience as we move on together as a family of, of churches. God bless you. Trust that we're going to see more of one another in the future than we've done lately. Amen. <laughs>